Eyes Guys. What is the problem? People need to calm down, get a little less politically correct, and I would say, you know, love everybody. You clearly don't know who you're talking to, so let me clue you in. This is a freak show. An intergalactic freak show. What do you make of that? It's about right. I keep telling my colleagues uh, that this is the new normal. God help us all. Hold on a sec. I'm going to get me a beer. Well, who wouldn't want an opportunity to talk to Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty? Well, uh, Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty, who host the popular uh, radio talk show, ask the same question of their listeners, and here's their response. Perfect. Meow. I give you America itself. This is Ed McMahon. And now, here's Armstrong and Getty. I thought that was the white flash. I'm guessing 70 yards by my my calculation. You have your ear down Put to the floor. To ground, like Liz yeah. Warren. Mm. <laughs> oh, there he is. I was right again. 70 yards. Ah! <laughs> oh, I overslept so bad today. That's funny. So I underslept. I've been here forever. Really? Between us is the sweet spot. Oh, man, I overslept. On balance, you guys are right on time. Right? Oh, that's the... At some age, that's got to be really bad for your heart. The whole, (laughs) holy crap. I didn't set my alarm or didn't go off or whatever. What that does to your heart. Has anybody ever measured that? They can't be good. Strap the electrodes to you. Run a bunch of high-risk experiments that will later be condemned by the scientific community. Oh, my God. It's just you go from completely as resting as you ever get... To about as hyped up as you can get in an instant. Well, you do. We've disagreed uh, on this for years. I wake up and I think, oh, crap, I'm going to be late. Oh, well. (laughs) (laughs) Finish steeping my tea. I would have been better off if I'd have done that rather than thinking, I think I can pull it off if I just throw in my clothes and run as fast as I can and drive. Better give me it. I'd probably been better off. Yeah, you don't want to. You don't want to miss out on your your hot bath. Draw a hot bath. Right. Start right. the tea. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, and it takes a while for the oils to properly, uh, you know, dissolve in the bath. <laughs> you rush that; it, they're kind of lumpy and greasy. It's like what the what's the point then? Well, if you, right. right. Yeah. If you skip eggs Benedict, the whole day is going to be a mess. <laughs> right. So you don't want to mess up any of your routine. And again, what are you going to like? Uh, fry an egg? No, poached. <laughs> Little Pilates. Yep. Exactly. Walk the dog, and then off you go. Um, did you mention a general manager? The manscaping, needless to say. <laughs> oh, jeez. Oh, 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 oh. oh, no, we oh. no, we were just we were, uh, speculating how far you were away from oh. the studio based on your hoofbeats and mm-hmm. have not actually begun to introduce the show at all. He didn't need to go there with the whole... Um, dimly lit room, etc. Perhaps you should. Today, yeah, under- Sasquatch. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my. Today, we're under the tutelage of our general manager. There is no crisis at the border. Right. Record low border. Oh, I'm sorry. This just handed to me. Oh, we've got an enormous crisis at the border. Enormous and unprecedented. The worst in, what, 15 years or something like that? And the nature of it. It's women and children and fake asylums. This is something we have not dealt with before. I do have this question, though. So the numbers came out yesterday, and it is the the worst at the border it's been in, like, 15 years. Um, It was just a week ago or so that Trump had that press conference, and Jim Acosta and others 
pushed him on. You declared an emergency, but your own government's numbers show there is no crisis at the border, and the numbers are the lowest they've been since the sixties or whatever. Right, right. And Trump said that's wrong. And 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 the the reporter said, "Do you have different numbers?" And he said, "Yes." Well, okay. So if he had internal government numbers that show what came out yesterday. Why didn't he unleash him on everybody rather than stand there and look like he was making it up? I don't think Trump Trump is good at memorizing things. He obviously has a lot of trouble memorizing names. I mean, serious trouble. So um, he gives nicknames <laughs> and first names. Yeah, it's good to see uh, Jim here. You know, Jim's the senator from you know whatever. But so I just I don't think he he has it at his fingertips. I don't think he's good at that. But so it seemed that they had internal numbers that showed yes, there is a crisis at the border, but allowed that narrative to go for several weeks. Yes. that the numbers are low, or they tried to point it out and nobody printed it. I don't know. He had a I'd chance. Have thought in, I'd have noticed. He had a it, chance but... right there in the Rose Garden when he made the declaration of an emergency right. yeah, at the border. Yeah. To point to straighten that out. Are you trying to suggest that the Trump White House's messaging has been less than efficient? No, I I believe that that there's a crisis at the border. But I was shocked by those numbers yesterday when I saw them, and we'll have them in our newscast coming up in a little bit. It is well, it's shocking. Um, let's introduce everybody in the squad. We'll start there with our board operator, Michelangelo, pressing buttons, flipping toggles, pulling levers. How are you this morning, Michael? I'm doing great. I just thinking back. I used to be late for the show when I was younger, occasionally, and uh, so I was working two different jobs at the time. But uh, sometimes I would this show up. job and you're a dancer. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, I don't know if you remember. I'd be late, and then I would show up with bubble bath all over me. There was literally bubbles on me. <laughs> wow! You know, and along with the rose petals that were still <laughs> attached to the right, and your clothes. toenails haphazardly painted. Right. <laughs> There is Positive Sean, whose smile lights up the room. How are you, Sean? Oh, it was a big day yesterday. As the the final official trailer. For the final season of Game of Thrones dropped yesterday. Oh! I I have watched the the trailer. I have put a video of me watching the trailer on ArmstrongandGetty.com. <laughs> that's a, that's a thing awesome. now. Awesome. Yeah, I know it is. Um, it's better. It sounds better than an unboxing video. Oh yeah, for sure. I have those <laughs> coming like next week. Throwing a cheese at an infant, a slice <laughs> of cheese at an infant. Oh yeah, yeah we have to talk about PSA. that. The, the <laughs> latest end of humanity sign. Uh, yeah. But that, that that is up available for you to watch. It's uh, watching you watch the trailer for. Show. Yes, yes. Yes. Still makes more sense than me watching you open the box with your new TV in it. Or show me what you carry in your pockets. <laughs> now, there are some possible spoilers for people Unless who Unless you've are... got a goat in there or a machine gun, I don't care. For people who are behind and catching up like Joe, there's yes. just some possible spoilers. So let me just say there are hmm and hmm. Oh. There's the famous sword company, the hmm hmm, that's only been referenced so far. It looks like they're making an appearance. This is going to be good stuff. Check it out. Armstrongandgetty.com. So the last TV show with this kind of juice was Breaking Bad, and I watched the final episode, having never seen any of the other episodes. That was an odd decision. I, <laughs> might do, I might do that with Game of Thrones also. <laughs> I don't know if you will ever be more confused. <laughs> why is yeah. he... Why does he care? What is she? Is it... What, are they... Uh, yeah. There's Marshall Phillips, who does our news every day. How are you, Marshall? I'm doing very well. We've got celebrity birthdays today, and these are two celebs I, Marshall Phillips, have personally met. Wow. NBA superstar Shaquille Shaq O'Neal, 47 today. Very big man with the crazy eyes before a game. (laughs) Shaq's net worth roughly $400 million, roughly. Wow. Wow. He's a he's a, an unbelievably likable man. Yep, yeah. wonderful. Shook hands with him one time. It was uh, like shaking hands with a dictionary. You know, just a very <laughs> brief story. Jack and I were on the floor with the first dream team. It was the first second dream, dream, second dream, 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 dream team. team. Yeah, uh, the Olympic basketball team with all the pros on it. 
And we were standing there next to Alonzo Mourning and a couple of other gigantic uh, guys, or, or so we thought. And uh, Shaquille O'Neal walks out of the locker room and dwarfs them. Yeah. His thickness, his size, just his immensity as a human being. He was standing next to seven foot tall, heavily muscled men and making them look like yeah. little children. It was amazing. I mostly remember the size of his shoes, which were just insane. Yeah, enormous. And the other birthday. And the other celebrity birthday happens to be Roseanne's former husband, actor and comedian Tom Arnold. Turns Does he have the real Oh, he's got him. <laughs> Thank you so much to Tom Arnold. Tom Arnold is 16. We even have a Tom Arnold clip. Yep. How about <laughs> that? I, isn't that amazing? I will tell you this. I met him twice. He's not a pleasant man. Oh, oh really? No. That's not unfortunate. Oh, sorry. Uh, Tom's uh, net worth $30 million. Well, good for him. His divorce settlement from Roseanne was $50 million. So. Nice. Well, he's having a good time. Yeah. Um, I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe, Joe Getty. Oh, I almost said Jew Getty. I'm oh, like that. Oh, my God. You're practically like that Muslim Congress lady. I'm like that Muslim Congress lady. Anti-Semitism. Uh, Wednesday. Against Presbyterian. March Go figure that one out. March 6th, the year 2019. We are Armstrong and Getty, and we approve of this program. All right. Let's begin the show now, officially, according to FCC rules and regulations. Here we go at Mark. Robert. I didn't do this stuff. This is not me. I'm fighting for my life. Why did R... I don't understand why R. Kelly's out of jail. I don't understand why he was allowed to bail out. And why is he doing TV interviews? Defending himself, Jack. Clearing his name, his good name. I suppose he's got nothing to lose. Uh, what are other headlines, Marshal Phillips? Well, the U.S. southern border swarmed by migrants. Border patrol at the breaking point. North Korea flaunting its nuclear plans and an emotional R. Kelly's over-the-top interview. Coming up. Jeez. What a nut. How does mailbag look? It's outstanding. Cool. Really good. Need to get to it. All that coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. Of the nation. Remember, as you're enjoying this fabulous podcast of the radio show, you can also get the Armstrong and Getty One More Thing podcast and Armstrong and Getty Extra Large, our long-form interviews, available via the iTunes podcast app and the iHeart app. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Times reporting Hillary Clinton wasn't trying to close the door on 2020 the other day when she said, look, I'm not running. That was just an offhand comment. I wondered about that. She's back, What? Baby. She's back. She's baby. like oh, Sears. Stop She's it. like yes. Sears. She's the Sears <laughs> of politics. More on that later. Nobody wants you. Mailbag. She's <laughs> like Sears. That's funny. <laughs> that was nominated for the staff joke of the day, but it hasn't won yet, Michael. Here's your uh, freedom-loving quote of the day. If you're going to love freedom, you have to love the truth. Flannery O'Connor, the American novelist, once said, The truth does not change according to our ability to stomach it. Oof. Amen to that. The idea of objective truth is under assault uh, on our nation's college campuses. It's an idiotic and dangerous notion. Oppose it. Moving along. Here's your federal crime of the day. There's so many federal crimes, nobody even knows how to begin counting them. Under Section 7 uh, CFR, Paragraph 58.736, Subparagraph B, pasteurized processed cheese, quote, shall not stick to the knife when cut into approximately eighth-inch slices. It's a federal law. 
probably passed at the behest of Kraft, so nobody could compete with their cheese because they'd found a way to, well, quote, cheese, um, because they'd found a way to manufacture it so it didn't stick to the knife and, and they had a patent on it and got their senator to sponsor a bill saying nobody could compete with them. Yeah, one of the great eye-opening things for me on food was when I was in Italy years ago, and uh, we were going to all these different places, those little cheese shops in this little town, and have a little sausage and cheese and all this stuff. And I, Why is this so good? Why is this better than anything I've ever had in my life? And part of it was they made it right there. They don't have any laws or any rules. They just like that guy's made it in the back with his dad's recipe and his dad's 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 recipe. And, and they have a reputation of you, making fabulous cheese that not, doesn't kill people. And you're not allowed to bring that stuff into the country. It's against the law. So my Italian friend would sew it into his suitcase to sneak it into the country because we can't have... You know, salamis and cheeses that haven't met our federal guidelines. It's not like people are laying dead in the streets in Italy right. from eating the cheese and salami. Right. But we've found a way to take all the flavor out of it and make sure. But we're safe. There's not one in Thank a Thank God yeah. we're safe. It's just silly. The bubble wrapped people, the American people, saran wrapped, then bubble wrapped for safety. Protect us. At the close of yesterday's program, Jack asked for tips to quit coffee. Mm. While I've never attempted such a bold venture myself, writes Mr. <laughs> Casey near Portland. Why I, understand, I understand they actually make a caffeine suppository. I'm guessing it would either wean you off Java yeah. like a gotta, smoker on a nicotine patch or take it to a new level. i got to quit saying I'm trying to quit coffee. I'm trying to quit caffeine So because uh-huh. I keep getting these. We'll switch to Pepsi. No, that's, the, that's not what I'm... I'm not worried about the brown liquid. Either way, writes Mr. Casey, from now on, your answer to how do you take your coffee could be bend over and I'll show you. That's <laughs> <laughs> eh, beautiful. Ah, that's hilarious. Yeah, people seem to misunderstand you. It's yeah, the it's caffeine, just, yeah. not the yeah. juice of the coffee seed yeah. uh, in particular. This <laughs> So uh, Gus sent us this email. 2030 Joe is the only uh, caption. And it's a picture of a dude who happens to be Chris Ford, who's the director of the Baltimore School of the Arts. And according to Gus, it looks like me in uh, 10, uh, well, 11 years. Jack, take a look at that picture and tell me what you think. That's 2030 Joe. That's freaking me, man. That's wild. That's crazy. I mean, we occasionally get somebody sending a picture. Hey, this guy looks just like you. No, that is me. That's this is, weird. This is Joe. I got a twenty thirty. Oh my goodness. clean shaven. <laughs> I mean, that is clean shaven me. That's weird. That dude is my doppelganger <laughs> in I'm, the future. Uh, well, yeah. Well, he's my older brother. Apparently, mm. mom. Why didn't you ever say anything, Jamie? I'd like to have a relationship with him. Of course, that would have made her mm. <laughs> troublingly youthful. Uh, let's see. Moving along. Uh, Drew the Millennial says, uh, well done, Jack. I introduced my girlfriend to the show two years ago. She's been a huge fag ever since. Uh, friend of Armstrong and Getty is the acronym many Armstrong and Getty fans use for their uh, their fandom. However, it seems as though she does not yet fully understand some of the nuance while driving home today. Sounding very embarrassed, she put her hand over her face and said the following, oh my God, I'm so stupid. I, I never knew, I can't believe I never knew Elon Musk was black. A reference to you referencing African-American Elon Musk. Which is accurate. Um, (laughs) Then he signs off TCBTMPS, which is twerking to Count Basie, the Marshall Phillips story. (laughs) So so Elon Musk is from South Africa. Right. So him being here 
then makes him an African-American. Sure. Very similar to the uh, golfer Ernie Ernie Els. Els. Lara Logan is an African-American. Yeah. Uh, I've never been a huge fan of the term. I think it's it's just silly. Um, uh, Particularly if you go back far enough, according to one dominant theory of human uh, evolution and migration, everybody's from the Eldivai Gorge in uh, Kenya. Is it modern Kenya? Anyway. uh, I'll just put Aldivai Gorge into my Apple map, Apple Maps, and I'll get there. I don't care what country it's in. <laughs> Moving along. Um, oh, that one's kind of long. We'll get to that later. Oh, hey, we posted this or, or are about to at ArmstrongandGetty.com. It's an animated map of the population density of the United States from the 1700s to 2010, and it's more interesting than it sounds. It's it's wild to see where you live or where you were born become a place and then a big place, then a very big place. Among the things I realized as I was watching, uh, you know, the whole country is uh, Chicago wasn't much for very for a very long time. It was, it was nothing. Um, Los Angeles wasn't much of a city until uh, several years into the 20th century. Oh, yeah. Where I'm from, there wasn't anybody but Elizabeth Warren's people until... Not that long ago. And the uh, Bay Area and Sacramento area of California went from ain't no humans there to big city in like a year. Gold rush. Gold rush. Yeah. I mean, it was amazing. Uh, So anyway, that's at armstrongandgetty.com. Jack, thanks so much for that interesting investing advice where you don't buy the product, you buy stock in it. If it's it's popular, I followed that invest. uh, um, I followed the investing advice. Years ago, I was going to buy a Craftsman lawnmower, but instead used that money to buy Sears stock. Guess what it's worth today? Ouch! So Marshall's News next. Some immigration numbers came out yesterday that changed this whole immigration debate. Absolutely changed it in the president's favor. Coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Kelly blames the parents for selling their daughters to him. It's their fault. Yeah, I'm blaming wineries for selling me wine. That's why I was drunk. It's a bold strategy. The child Uh rapist. Innovative. The alleged child rapist, but he clearly did it. R. Kelly did an interview with the early show on CBS. And we got some clips of that coming up in Marshall's News. The number of migrant border crossers into the U.S. is surging these days as people coming in larger family groups are overwhelming both agents and the strained facilities at the border. The U.S. Customs and Border Protection Commissioner Kevin uh, McAllenon telling reporters the system, quote, is well beyond capacity and remains at the breaking point. More than 76,000 migrants crossed the Mexican border last month, more than double the number from the same period last year, and most were families coming in increasingly large groups. Well, and that's a five-month period that's more than any prior full year ever. Yes. Great, In a five-month period. I mean, that's that's a headline for the crisis. It's a crisis on the border. If you got more people coming in five months than any prior year ever that they've been keeping track of. And it's a much more complicated group of people, too, with the, the family units and the women and the children. 
The Border Patrol, depending on the day, is using up to 40% of their personnel to deal with humanitarian care and transportation, shuttling these people around. There is a crisis. My only question is why the Trump administration didn't get those numbers out when they were were making the argument, both in the State of the Union address and uh, and the other day when he announced the emergency. I I don't know. When's this five-month period from? Uh, stand by. Was it like it was he first in the... five months of the fiscal year that began in October of last year? Okay. So they, they, you know, and and he he suggested that he had numbers that were different than the ones we had in that press conference, right? right. And I thought that's just typical Trump stuff, right? I have uh, numbers, great numbers, the best numbers. The, and and whatever reporter actually said, well, why don't you tell us? You know, why don't you, why don't you let us see them? Yeah, so October means five months later is in February, which is when he declared his national emergency. Yeah, he, he, right. It seems like those numbers would have been available. Well, and handy to make the point. Yeah. Yes, again, <laughs> the, sometimes I think the White House messaging is a, mm, a B plus and not an A. Border crossers used to be mostly single men from Mexico, but they are now largely made up of families from Central America with large groups of a hundred or more frequently arriving now in remote parts of Arizona, New Mexico, and Texas. At enormous profits for the cartels. The the whole caravan thing, as fun as it's been to follow it, is a tiny fraction of the hundreds of thousands that flood northward. Uh, 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 exploited, raped, overcharged, kidnapped, etc. Right. by the cartels, which used to be known as the drug cartels. But now it's so profitable to bring Central Americans through Mexico to the United States. Dump them in, tell them, apply for asylum, you'll be fine, Bye bye Hey, this, we got this text. Do you think the fact that somebody is finally actually talking about securing the border is causing a great push all of a sudden from people over the last five months? That certainly could be. Well, and the cartels subscribe to our nation's news sites. They know what policy is. And they're telling people, get in now. Yeah, word on the street could be, hey, this guy seems to actually be serious about it. Everybody else has been lying about securing the border. This guy might seriously do it. So if you want to go, go now. That could be. As well, plus things continue to get crappier and crappier in, uh, in Central America. As for how they're getting there, the Border Patrol is saying the immigrants are traveling through Mexico and getting to the border with the U.S. at faster rates than ever because of buses. They are being bussed to the border. North Korea. Hey, by the way, worth uh, hey, my uh, compassionate lefty friends, your favorite organization, the U.N., the Human Rights Commission, has looked at this stuff over and over again, and the rule is you apply for refugee status for asylum in the first country you come to. That would be Mexico. They're just coming to the U.S. for economic reasons as opposed to Mexico. North Korea reportedly rebuilding facilities at its long-range rocket uh, launch site after President Trump's second summit with North Korean leader Kim Jong-un last week ended without any deal. Uh-oh. The facilities are being rebuilt right now. They had been dismantled as part of the disarmament steps taken after Trump and Kim's first summit last year. South Korea's spy service telling the country's lawmakers about the launch site rebuilding and the website 38 North which specializes in North Korea studies, said commercial satellite imagery showed rebuilding. Yeah. 
The problem with this whole thing all along has been that status quo is good news for North Korea and bad news for us. And failure was by far the most likely outcome from the beginning. By the way, Michael Cohen makes a return trip to Capitol Hill today. President Trump's longtime personal attorney and fixer makes another appearance before the House Intelligence Committee. Hey, dude's heading to the Gray Bar Hotel. Can you give him one day with his family? He was he was out on the town Saturday. I was reading in the New York Post yeah. at all the uh, fanciest, hardest to get into restaurants. Sitting right in the middle of the restaurant instead of in a private room. Chefs and owners coming out to greet him and, you know, just wow. treated like a rock star there wow. in New York. So he's he's really enjoying the high life here. The Fans end. of the movie franchise. How like the capital of uh, the, uh, the, the Hunger Games movie is Washington, D.C.? It is, it's a slight exaggeration in the movies. Just slight right. to me. I don't go out to eat on a Saturday night without my kids and I'm not going to prison. I, I think if I was going to prison in, in a cook in a, like a month or so, I might stay home on Saturday night with the whole family. But he is out on the town with uh, movers and shakers. Well, remember he's morally bankrupt in his defense. Meanwhile, R. Kelly is out and calling the allegations against him of sexually abusing underage girls a bunch of lies. Telling CBS this morning's Gail King... Hate me if you want to, love me if you want, but just use your common sense. How stupid would it be for me to, with my crazy past and what I've been through, oh, right now I just think I need to be a monster and hold girls against their will, chain them up in my basement, yeah. and, and don't let them eat and don't let them out unless they need some shoes down the street from their uncle. Robert, Stop it. Y'all Robert, quit playing. Quit okay. playing. Robert. I didn't do this stuff. This is not me. I'm fighting for my life. Hmm. Interesting. So he denies the charges. To answer your question, how stupid would it be? Very stupid. It would be very stupid to do that. Or you have a sexual compulsion you can't control. That's kind of a thing, Rob. Sounds like he's got that and he's an idiot. Which is a bad combination. You can sing like a bird, though, Jack. Kelly said the accusation started from that previous court trial where he was acquitted and he should not be forced to face double jeopardy. And that's where he met one of the girls yep. that he ended up uh, doing all that horrible stuff to. Allegedly. That's a wrap. That's He's my first plank in life, Jack. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips, the Armstrong and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. Has anybody interviewed Gail King since she did this interview? Um, was she ever frightened when he stood up? And was getting all animated and swinging his arms around. I'd have been a little, little worried what he's going to do. Yeah, Since no he kidding. comes off as a crazy person. Got a bit of a history with women. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I don't uh, have any uh, information on that, but I do have a great uh, follow-up interview with, uh, what's her name, Robin Roberts? Um, is that the uh, the gal from the yep. Today Show? Yeah. About yeah, her interview with Jussie Smollett and why she handled it the way she did. It's uh, weak. So the United States set a terrible record uh, recently, and it fits in with the story about NBA players and their bad attitudes. The commissioner of the NBA came out the other day publicly and said, a lot of our players are miserable. Well, it turns out a lot of Americans are miserable. we got to figure this out. Some of these stats are amazing. Stay I have. Tuned. I'll, I'll be happy to okay. share what I've Joe's got it. Right. He's yep. got to figure it out. Yep. Coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation.
Hillary Clinton has announced she's not running for president in 2020. That is tough news for Republicans. They still haven't realized she's no longer running in 2016. <laughs> uh, no groans from the crowd when he said Hillary is not running, I noticed. Now, New York Times is out today saying she didn't mean to close the door. Yes, oh, she good. did. On 2020. What? No, I'm speaking. She, she just texted me. She said, yeah, she did. <laughs> so maybe oh, breaking we'll news. look into that later. So an, an awful milestone. This was uh, made the news yesterday. And Tucker Carlson um, on Fox News, which is the third most watched cable show in America right now, uh, he said, how come nobody's talking about this? And he's right. This may very well be the biggest story in the country. I think I say that about five different stories, but this could be the biggest story in America. You don't think it's Trump inflating the value of his hotels for insurance companies? Well, I've never said that, but I've, I have said the debt's the biggest story in the country. Yes. I don't, I don't know what's the other one I threw out there, but this, this one's on the list, definitely. Record number of deaths from alcohol, drugs, and suicide in 2017. So that's two years ago. The numbers are just in. And it's the rate, not the total number, so you can't blame it on uh, you know population. All right? It's not like that. Well said. Uh, the national rate for such deaths hit an all-time high of 46.6 deaths per 100,000 people, a 6% increase over the year prior, and the highest level <sighs> since the CDC has started collecting data. Since they've collected data, this is the highest number, highest rate ever. I deaths of that. suicide, alcohol, and drugs. That is a, that's a crisis of some sort. It absolutely is. Well, and before we get to... It's much higher for males than for women. Um, for whatever reason, men are much more likely to kill themselves, use alcohol and drugs, always have been, to the I point of I dying. I could probably explain that, too. Um, but before we get to the, the diagnosis and you know analysis, I want to hit you with this. Uh, my buddy Craig, the uh, healthcare guru, and I have been talking about this a lot as our kids are getting older and, and reaching adulthood and, and that sort of thing. Um, and he sent it along, and this is getting a fair amount of attention. Uh, the uh, commissioner of the NBA, one Adam Silver, was talking um, at a, a gathering uh, the other day publicly, and the headline is, uh, his player's mental health is in trouble. When I meet with them, what surprises me is that they're truly unhappy, said the commissioner of the league. A lot of these young men are generally unhappy. Um, he talks about, you know, fans presume the players are hanging out and devising plans so they can play on the same team or whatever. He said, I think it's less calculated than a lot of people think. The reality is that most don't want to play together. There's enormous jealousy amongst our players. That's interesting, but that's not really the main point of the article. Um, he said, in observations and meeting with players, he's discovered there are pervasive feelings of loneliness and melancholy across the league. Citing uh, Michael Jordan's uh, time with the Bulls as a paragon, he says he no longer sees the high level of camaraderie or team building that once existed in previous years. Uh, He mentions that uh, 12-time NBA All-Star Isaiah Thomas once told him, championships are won on the bus. (laughs) Cohesion, team spirit, that sort of thing. And Silver said, if you're around a team in this day and age, they're always headphones on. The players are isolated. They have their heads down. He said there's no band of brothers going on. Um... He said what? players' unhappiness and isolation are to the point where it's almost a pathology. Uh, he talked to one player, um, a superstar. He said to me, from the time I get on the plane to when I show up in the arena for the game, I won't see a single person. There was a deep sadness around him. So the 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 reason that story is interesting fitting in this other one, you could make all kinds of 
assumptions about, well, you know, parts of the country that are uh, struggling economically and blah, 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 blah. Well, these guys aren't struggling economically. No, they, no, most of them are not. Th- th- you're, you're, you're not going to be happy as a species <laughs> if uh, when you've got uh, plenty of money and adoration and chicks and everything else and you're not happy. Right. And this very class of person has existed for a very long time. So mm-hmm. you can compare it against... 15, 20, 30 years ago, and those right. people apparently were quite happy. Uh, I would suggest that the the problem is most obvious and acute in, you know, your declining rust-belty parts of the, the country or West Virginia or, or wherever, um, where there is a lack of economic hope and, and that sort of thing. And um, But yeah, if uh, the point is, if it's gotten to the point where NBA players are miserable, because of what the modern world has become. I mean, that just, that, the jury is back, Your Honor. We have a problem as a society. And yeah, I know. What do these guys have to be unhappy about? That's the point. That's the point, <laughs> you yuck yuck. <laughs> well, what do, what do a lot of uh, uh, teens or whoever's depressed, whoever's drinking or drugging or killing themselves? Um, because they don't like their lives, what do a lot of them have to be unhappy about? I mean, where is it affluent a society has ever existed on Earth? Mm-hmm. Even if you don't, even if you don't have as much as other people, you got more than most people ever have in history, and you certainly have as much as you need. Yeah. Well, uh, here's here's my theory, and I'll I'll stick with it, and that is we are terribly undernourished in the things that feed the soul. We are, you know, it's funny, we're just, uh, there's a pile of Pop-Tarts in the lunchroom for some reason. Apparently, it's free Pop-Tart day. That'll feed your soul. Somebody set a booby trap for me. I haven't touched it. I'm pretty sure there's something like a a cage is going to drop from the ceiling. There's no reason for a pile of Pop-Tarts to be sitting next to a toaster unless my enemies have found me. Well, look at that pile of free bananas in the jungle, said the ape, who was about to get captured and sent to a zoo. Exactly. Uh Gotta get them earlier than that, enemy. But... I'm telling you, we are disconnected from each other, and we're eating till we're full of Pop-Tarts and candy. Fat. The social media, that's not the point either, Michael. Are you making a metaphor? It's a metaphor. Because we are doing that. Well, so that's if, probably a poor metaphor. <laughs> we are obese, and we are doing that. So Dang it. I didn't know if you'd switch to a different problem. or if you're Let being... me re-gigger my metaphoratron here. No, we are, instead of feeding our souls with, with that which nourishes them, we're feeding it with junk food and crap. And, and it's obvious. We're isolating ourselves. It made such an impression on me. I, I have a tendency to... To want to be alone and 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 to read and to think and that sort of thing. And I discovered as a, as a, I guess I was an adolescent, that Thomas Jefferson happened to be that sort of personality too. But he figured out if he gave in to that tendency, he would become super isolated and angry and, and like xenophobic and weird. He realized he got yeah, weird. Yeah, but he didn't have Netflix. But <laughs> Thomas Jefferson didn't have Netflix. He would have been really good on Twitter. It, oh, he would have been oh, awesome on Twitter. Oh, are you kidding? Especially Please. once they moved it to 240 characters. <laughs> Eloquence? I mean. Come on. Uh, but I think as a society, we feel connected, but we're not connected. And, you know, it's funny. My my sweet wife has just joined an organization that, and I won't distract you with what it is, um, her her particular passion. It's cockfighting. But anyway. Wow. Um, no, she's joined an organization. that she, uh, she straps the razor blades on the chickens and lets them go at it. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. First wow. you rile them up. But, yeah, well, there's a lot of nuance to it. I'm sorry, that's that's a very edgy joke and disgusting, frankly. <laughs> no, but she's she's into what she's into, but she's joined this group that also has subgroups 
that do various things and, and introduce you to people. And it's all about connectedness with the excuse of her hobby, and um, which is dressage. I should just come out and say. <laughs> dancing horses. The $200,000 dancing horses. <laughs> if you knew my wife, you'd know how hilarious that is. But it's all about connectedness, and, and I can see the difference. And it's not an online Facebook group. It's a get-together-and-meet-and-talk-and-laugh-and-hug-and-do-together group. And I, the only hope I have is I think the contagion, the, the pathology is so obvious. I think people are catching on to it pretty quickly. It's like the cell phone uh, how, or smartphone. How many people have, uh, have realized, okay, this thing is a, a wonder of the modern world, but it's also making me weird. I think that we're catching on pretty quickly. So I have some hope. But, man, we are starving our souls in the modern world. I think even calling it unhappy, it seems much more unfulfilled than unhappy. I think happiness is a byproduct. You shouldn't That shouldn't be the goal. But there's clearly the sense of what we are doing socially is not fulfilling us the way that social interactions need to. Right, right. And, yeah, not to get too far into the weeds, depends how you define happy. Some people define happy as, like, cheerful or momentarily uh um, in a good mood, as opposed to, you know, true happiness. Euphoric versus content. Right, right. Which is a huge difference. Right, content with your life. Content is an underrated word. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, it's, it's, I think people use it to, well, I'm not happy, but I'm content. No, that's not what the word Don't means. complain about the mundane. That's what I go with. Huh? You just be content. That's this funny. I like, don't sweat the little s. <laughs> That's mine. That I think the, I came up with that. Is that what they say down at the cockfights? Oh, yeah. Yep. But, you know, we bond before and after. There's a lot of hugging, handshaking. If you got a theory on this. Highest rate of killing ourselves with alcohol, booze, and suicide. 415-295-KFTC is our text line. 415-295-KFTC. You'd think the whole country would be talking about this. Trying to figure it out. More the conscience of the nation. Let's get started. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show.